Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby. You're listening to Texas BioBites from Texas Biomed. Today, we're talking about a killer infectious disease called pertussis, a bacterial infection that causes whooping cough. Vaccines had brought the numbers of cases down dramatically, but now they're on the rise again, and Texas Biomed animals and scientists are involved in the search for something better to treat this health problem that kills more than 100,000 infants a year. That's the sound of a baby suffering from whooping cough. The problem of waning immunities with the current vaccine is serious enough what might seem like a small cough to you can be a big, bad problem. That a that public service campaign is encouraging adults around newborns to get a booster. I talked to Dr. Robert Lanford, director of the Southwest National Primate Research Center, about the baboons on the San Antonio campus that are playing a large role in vaccine testing. How is the Southwest National Primate Research Center involved in pertussis research right now? SNPRC has the largest baboon colony in the world. And the baboon has been chosen as the most appropriate animal model to use for the development of new vaccines. So we are collaborating with multiple groups to evaluate new pertussis vaccines. Do baboons get the same kind of symptoms humans do when they are infected with whooping cough? The original work was done by Todd Merkel at the FDA, and he examined a number of different animal models and decided that the baboon had the most human-like disease after exposure to pertussis. Do they actually cough, like human babies? Yes, they get a cough, and it's repetitive coughing, and they have a little bit of the whoop that comes from this cough, 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 no breath, whoop. So what is the protocol? How are you inoculating them? Is it an injection? Most of them are injections, but there are some that are nasal delivered. This gets the vaccine straight into your respiratory tract so that it gives you better immunity where the bacteria is harbored. Why is there a need for something new? This has been evolving for the last hundred years or so? The 1930s saw the new pertussis vaccines that were whole bacteria that were killed and given to you, and it dramatically dropped pertussis, but it had side reactions and adverse reactions. So we changed to a acellular pertussis vaccine, and it doesn't give you lifelong immunity. We need new vaccines. Staff scientist Dr. Christopher Chen explains the difference between the original vaccine and the current one. The immune response elicited by the whole cell vaccine, the previous vaccine, allowed the bacteria to be cleared um, by the body about half the time that uh, it would naturally take. The acellular pertussis vaccine does not actually slow down uh, or clear the, the bacteria any faster than somebody who's not vaccinated. And so what are the implications of that? So people who are vaccinated, who are asymptomatic, but still carry the bacteria, function as carriers, which allows the bacteria to persist longer in a population. Yeah, this is the best we have. And so the current goal of ongoing vaccine research in pertussis is to create vaccines that now elicit that particular immune response that uh, results in clearing the bacteria faster. Without going back to a whole cell approach. That's correct, exactly. What's the technology that would allow that to be created? Uh, a lot of it, uh, the ongoing research has to do with the adjuvants that are used. So different adjuvants will elicit different immune responses. Can you define that for us? Yeah, it's, a, it's just an immune stimulant that's added to the, the protein part of the vaccine. So really, uh, the idea is to take the existing vaccine and tweak it. That's exactly correct, yes. 
But in hearing this, you don't want people to think that they shouldn't get the vaccine. Absolutely. So the the vaccine is still going to help prevent spread because it's going to prevent people from having that symptomatic cough, which is really responsible for most of the spread. Beyond that, a lot of the, the issues that result from being infected with the bacteria if you're a child are a result of that coughing element of it, not so much of just being infected. The, the bacteria will clear and it's really the coughing that's the problem. Dr. Lanford, who is at risk and who is at risk of being a carrier? So both children and adults get infected, but very young infants, it can be a fatal infection. So older adults can actually be the carriers. They may even be asymptomatic. It can be a grandparent or babysitter, but it's trying to prevent infants from being exposed to older people that have the infection. What should we do as people who have been vaccinated a long time ago, maybe even boosted a long time ago, what should we do to protect ourselves or more importantly, the young infants around us? Well, there's two things that need to be done. People that are currently not vaccinating their children have to realize they're not only putting their children, but they're putting other people's infants at risk. But the other is that anybody that's going to be in direct contact with a very young infant needs to be vaccinated so that they don't bring the bacteria to that infant causing a serious infection. These monkeys here at Texas Biomed, how useful are they and why is it important, you think, for Texas Biomed to be involved in this particular research? Because the baboon is the only model that mimics human infection and we're the only center that has a large baboon population, it's essential that we test these new vaccines. We're working with the FDA and a number of pharmaceutical companies. If we're going to stop the currents of infant death from whooping cough, then we need a better vaccine. How long are we going to have to wait for a new and better vaccine? That's a difficult question to answer. Um, we are still testing different candidate vaccines, and I'm assuming over the next two or three years, some of those will come out as winners, but then they will have to go through clinical trials in humans to determine which one really is the best. The Southwest National Primate Research Center at Texas Biomed is uniquely positioned to help in the quest for a better pertussis vaccine. What is the Southwest National Primate Research Center's role in this collaboration with the FDA? We are doing the vaccinations for um, these animals, and then we send them back to the FDA where they are going to go to their facility for the actual challenge with pertussis. We are kind of the main place to go for pertussis research. What has to be done here at this level before these animals can be sent on? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest problems is contamination from kind of a, a natural other strain of bacteria of Bordetella called Bronchoseptica. So this is a, a similar bacteria that is commonly infected in dogs and various wildlife. If the animals that we have have been previously exposed to Bronchoseptica, we don't want to be using those in the pertussis studies. Dr. Robert Lanford says Texas Biomed has been providing baboons for studies in pertussis for the last four years, and he expects the research will continue for many years to come. Whooping cough research is a natural fit with Texas Biomed's emphasis on eradicating infectious disease. Well, we're interested in infectious diseases. We're interested in curing humans from diseases that may cause serious health problems. And here we're talking about a major cause of death in infants that's entirely preventable with a good vaccine. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. 
If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. You can find the podcast on iTunes or log on to our website, txbiomed.org. Look up the podcasts and sign up by email. Plus, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. We love sharing our science. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Rigby. Thank you.